0: I'm going to share some more numbers with you in just a little bit, but my goodness, what an amazing year 2019 has been. Um, Hey, well, my goodness, before I ever even get started, let me introduce myself, because some of you don't know who I am, and I want to say hi if it's your first time here today. My name is Craig, and I get to pastor this amazing church with my wife, Patty. Look, she's right there. She's going to hand me that thing. Thank you so much. Um, Vanna White, ladies and gentlemen, Vanna White. Yes, Vanna White. Um, not really. That's Patty. That's my wife. We get to pastor this place together. Um, hey, while you look like you're smiling and you actually feel like you're happy today, do me a favor. Put your hands together. Help me welcome all of our microsites and everybody watching online. We are so glad you guys are with us. You guys are awesome, 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 awesome. We're in Turning Point uh, Center, and we're also in the DeSoto County Jails. And, man, it's just the Lord has just keep adding to the ministries here at South Point, and it is exciting, isn't it? Uh, I'm so pumped about 2020. It's going to be good times. Good times had by all. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! That's all I got. That's all I got. Hey, um, like she said, like Cindy said earlier, plugged in is next week. And then this is the last message in the series now and later, um, which means next week we start a brand new series. You need to bring somebody with you. It will be a great, great series. Um, We're talking. It's called love handles. And so. We're going to talk about dieting. No, that's not true. It's called Love Handles, but we're going to talk about getting a handle on love, sex, and singleness. And so it is going to be a really good time together. And uh, So bring somebody with you. That starts next week. So, okay, so we've been doing this thing called now and later. And again, I, I, everyone, I started out this way. The idea is pretty simple, but how many have learned over the last few messages, it's not easy to walk it out. Um, changing things now that are difficult so we can enjoy life later. Dude, make some tough calls now at the beginning of the year 2020 so we can have a better, wouldn't it be great to have a better 2020 october than you've ever had before well i mean wouldn't it be amazing if you could have a better november come on somebody and then you've ever had before so if we do some stuff now it'll impact our later so the first message we talked about fasting We're glad that's over Uh, (laughs) starting out with fasting and putting the lord first and then the second week we talked about leftovers because there's a lot of leftovers in your fridge after fasting because you didn't eat get it anyway leftovers things left over from 2019 relationships broken stuff hurts anger unforgiveness getting rid of those leftovers out of the refrigerator of our soul and then last week we talked about um (laughs) real change the tiger can't change his stripes but he can change his identity to a lion Roar! Come on. <laughs> Nobody was here last week. All of you are like, "What did he just do?" Oh my God! Okay, tune in next. Last week, tune in last week. Anyway, and so we did. We did all that. Now today, here's here's what I thought I would do. Um I can't afford therapy and counseling, so I'm going to use today's message as my own personal therapy and counseling. Um, I normally share stuff with you that I've either walked through or experienced or kind of feel like I got a handle on. You know, I mean, I think that's how it should be. Um, today, today I'm going to share some stuff that I am currently walking through myself. That um, So when we get to the end of the message, if you say... You didn't really give us an answer. That's because I'm still working on the answer. Is anybody here working stuff out in your life? Um, I have the unfortunate opportunity to just share all of my warts in this moment, and so I, I just I felt like the Lord said, you know what? Why don't you share with them from your heart about what you're currently walking through, because it's, it's stuff that I'm walking through. So let me, let me just throw it out there. So, um, some of you are on the edge of your seat, like, pastor's getting ready to confess, confess a major sin. Oh my gosh. You're pulling out your phones. I'm going to record this. It's not like that. It's just something that I'm walking through and, and you'll guys, you'll guys will get it. Um, when I went away to fast, I went away for a few days and during that time of prayer, it was just me and God hanging out. And it was, it was I heard from him a lot, stuff for the church, corporate stuff. But then personally, I felt like the Lord said this to me. He said, you need some hobbies. Okay, now, again, this is just me. You can just sit there and look at me, all right? Which you're doing. Well done. Um, (laughs) You need some hobbies. And I told God this. I said, I don't have time for hobbies. And the reason I don't have time for hobbies is really it's your fault because you've blessed the church, the church has grown, and it's gotten busier and busier and busier. These are just my real conversations with God. Does anybody have real conversations with God? This is just me. And I just told him, I said, it's really your fault. So thanks for the blessings, but if you'll fix this, then I'll have more time. And you guys, some of you are looking at me so judgmental. Um, How many of you, how many of you, if you had more time, you would do you would spend that time on something more important? There's like, let me say it another way. You have things in your life that are really important, and if you had more time, you would spend it on those things. I mean... Four of us I think I'm preaching to more than four of us okay you have things in your life and here's what we say we said man if I had time I would love to fill in the blank if I had time I would love to go fishing if I had time, I would love to take up crochet. That one's not me, by the way. Um, if I had more time, I would love to cook. Or if I, would, if I had more time, I would love to do gardening. That one's not me either. If I had more time, I would love to spend more time with my kids. If I had more time, I'd love to spend time with my spouse. If I had more time, are, are you tracking me? If I had more time, I would love to do these things. But, and we've always got that nice big but, don't we? some of you are like, well, yes, I'm from Arkansas. Of course, I got a big butt. Right. See, <laughs> so you thought I was going to say Mississippi. I don't think so. we go going to Arkansas today. All right, anyway. Um, so we, I would love to do these things. I would love to spend time on this stuff. If I had time, I would love to do that. But I have to. And see, and then it goes to what we have to do, right? But I have to go to work. But I have to mow the lawn. Of course, this time of year right now. But I have to build an ark so we can just survive. Dear Lord Jesus, stop the rain. Um, if I ha- but I'd love to do that, but I have these urgent things that are in front of me that I have to do these things. I, I have to do that. Um, and even like the most common response, here's the deal. Um, and it-, it happened today. It'll happen all day. And I am, again, this is my therapy, okay? I- I've, what I'm getting ready to say is I say this too. Um, I'll say somebody, like, how was your week? The most common response across the board, you know what people mostly say about their week? When you say, well, how was your week? It is, it was, it's, it's not good. I'm just telling you, I talk to a lot of people, about a thousand every Sunday, right? Um, the common response is, it's busy. It's busy. How was your week? Oh, man, it was good. It was, it was busy. It's busy. And I'm guilty of saying that too. It's it's busy. Can I tell you something? I don't want to be at my funeral, which by the way, I'll be at my funeral because <laughs> It's my funeral, I don't want to be at my funeral and have some dude stand up and say, "Here lies Pastor Craig." He was busy. <laughs> like who wants that as their epitaph? No, but nobody just he was busy. Oh, and, and I've had people say, "Hey, hey, pastor, um, I'm sorry to bother you. I know you're busy, but can I just tell you something? I don't want to be known as being busy, but I am busy." And, and, and it's just this weird thing and and you can fill in the blank if you're taking notes i would highly recommend you take notes today so that you can help me with my therapy later on um satan can't make you bad but he can make you busy satan can't make you bad but he can make you so busy that you will get jacked up from the floor up so what we want to do now here's what right now so the whole noun later right now we want to deal with important things pay pay attention to what i'm saying because we're going to talk about this the rest of the day right now we need to pay attention we need to spend time and invest and take care of the important things so we'll have less urgent things later to take care of and and let let me break that down for you here's here's what that looks like let's say you're a business owner and so you got a business and you have a screaming customer in front of you because they got poor service and they're unhappy and they're right in your face and that is an urgent need that you have to take care of but what's important is you need to develop a system and a structure will take care of customers better okay so or or your car your car breaks down something's wrong with your car it is urgent right it is in front of you it is urgent you need to take care of it get your get your car fixed because you got to go to work right it's urgent you do it right then so you have urgent but the important thing is hey oil change constant maintenance of your vehicle so that you don't have to have it break down near as much if you take care of the important things now you'll have less urgent things later how about your body you got a body we all got a body you guys are with me today this is great is anybody in here busy in life just raise your hand real you're busy busy about 80 percent of you the rest of you i don't know get a job okay so um your body your your body you get sick okay you got the flu you puking whatever you're sick you it's urgent go to the doctor they even have a thing called urgent care right it's urgent okay that take care of that but the important thing is overall take care of your body eat right exercise take vitamins or whatever you need to do the that's important it's important um seth go I don't know if you know him he's an author wrote several books he says this he said if you choose what is important you won't deal with as many things that are urgent it's just this idea if we'll right now in deal deal with the important things and what I'm going to talk to you about today is so many times we misunderstand and misinterpret something that is urgent when it's really not important. And we spend a whole lot of time on urgent stuff that's just bah, rah, rah, right in our face, like a little chihuahua. that's just bah, rah, 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 rah. And you want to kick chihuahua. I don't like chihuahuas. They're, they're, chihuahuas are almost categorized like cats, okay? Um, but they're just right there in your face all the time, all the time. And, and it's urgent, it's urgent. But is it important? Okay, let me show you this in scripture. There's two girls, two ladies, they're two sisters um, in the Bible, Mary and Martha. And it's kind of like, it sounds like a sitcom, like Laverne and Shirley. Anybody remember that? That's like old school, old school. Yeah, the rest of Yeah, you didn't raise your hands. Why? Because we're too old to raise our hands. If you remember that show, you're like, I just can't. The arthritis is horrible when it's raining, right? And all the young people are like, what is he talking about? Is he on drugs again? Okay, Um, I did say it was my my therapy session. Okay, so it's two sisters, Mary and Martha. Let me show you this story in the Bible. And it really, I know you've heard this story before. If you grew up in the church, man, you've really heard it before. But check this out. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha. And she had a sister named Mary. Mary. I told you the truth. Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation he shared. So Jesus is throwing out what? Revelation, right? And that comes into play a little bit. This is crazy. Absorbing every revelation. But Martha became exasperated by finishing the numerous household chores in preparations for her guests. Okay, let me pause for a second. How many do that? Like, be honest. How many? When you have somebody coming over your house, you... You prepare right you clean your house or whatever we do it at the Wendell home if somebody's coming over It's all of a sudden if I know they're coming It's like in me all of a sudden. I have to make my house look like nobody lives there (laughs) Right the pillows have to be perfect the throw blankets have to be folded not just thrown even though they're called throw blankets But we fold them anyway, all right, and and maybe even light a candle to cover up the body odor funk because we all got that What's your house smell like? Funk. Well, when you come over, it smells like pine needles and candles. Okay, and so, so we light the candles and we make sure there's no dirty dishes on the counter, right? Put all those, even if they're not clean, just shove them in cabinets. You can fix it later. Come on, somebody, right? And then since you're coming over to the pastor's house, you've got to have the, the, the music right, right? We can't just play what we normally listen to. ACDC doesn't work all the time for you people. So you say, Alexa, play worship music that offends no one. And then she spits out, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. You know, And he you know why you're not laughing because it doesn't offend you exactly right so we play music that doesn't offend anybody but it's not enjoyable anyway so we do all that okay now that's what we do for normal people think about Mary and Martha it's not normal people hey y'all it's Jesus it's the Son of God so Martha's freaking just a little bit and you would too like how do you prepare your house for the Son of God coming over Like what and what kind of music do you play for him? Like all hail the chief? I don't know But it's got to be something pretty amazing But so she's so get it in your mind. Don't start throwing stones at Martha because she's freaking and you would too And I would too And honestly if jesus was coming over I would probably be more in the martha category than the mary category Because i'm busy anybody else And I want to set everything else up for everybody else because I want everything to go well. And I can't make it look like I don't have it going on. Oh, I'm sorry. Too honest? Again, it's my therapy session. So y'all just sit there, all right? So she's stressed. And then, so Martha gets stressed. And I love this. (laughs) She tattles on her sister to Jesus. Jesus she tapped jesus is preaching throwing out revelation and martha comes in and goes excuse me jesus sorry oh i know you're laying down this deep theological stuff and it's just going to be amazing and people are going to read it for centuries to come but i need you to pay attention <laughs> so she interrupted jesus <laughs> that line right there on, somebody i mean how many know you're really busy and in a hurry when you interrupt jesus from talking And I find myself doing that a lot. Praying, hearing from the Lord. But I got so much going on. I have to tell him just a minute because I have to take care of this. Just me. So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all this work by myself? And Jesus says, Jesus says, a fair is a place where you go to ride rides. It's not real life. That's what he should have said. But he didn't. He said, You should tell, Martha says, You should tell her to get up off her lazy Jewish behind and help me. And the Lord answered her, Martha, hey. Oh, My beloved Martha, (laughs) come on. Why are you upset and troubled chill out? relax Pulled away. Why are you upset and troubled pulled away by all these many distractions? Are they really? Don't miss this are they really really? Are they really that important Uh, really? I know you think they are because you're viewing everything through your filter and your lens, but are they really that important or are they just urgent things that are barking in your face? And I think all of us get off track so many times, myself included. Again, I man, I'm preaching at myself hard today. I think we all get so off track at urgent things and we completely miss the important things and that's why every year ends up looking really a lot like the last one because we're still taking care of the urgent things rather than stepping back and looking at the important things there's a question in your notes fill in the blank I think it's a fill in the blank I'm not sure but one way or other, here's the question what is the most important thing you've been distracted from doing let that marinate in your spirit for a second What's the most important thing you're distracted from doing? This would be one of those great questions that you can marinate on now, you can talk about in your small group. This question right here, what you know it's important but you're just distracted. Like if you're a follower of Christ, you're in this house and you know Jesus, you've been walking with him for a little while. Maybe you'll, you'll recognize I am this. I know the important thing is to spend time with the Lord. I know the important thing is to spend more time with him, to read my word, to worship, to pray, to be a part of this community of believers. I know that that's the important thing. And I've been distracted by all these worldly things. Or maybe you're a parent here and you got kids because that's what makes you a parent <laughs> and and if they're little kids or younger kids you you know that you are so distracted because kids have needs i guess me and my wife are the only ones with real kids um they have needs and they're always wanting 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 right i need this i need that and then they get a little older and it's like i need to go here and i need to go there And then they get a little bit older and get a driver's license. This is my world. Now they, I need money, 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 money to put gas in the car, 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 car. Ah! And we get so caught up in, I got to take them to baseball. I got to take them to dance. I got to take them to karate. I I got all these things. And we need to step back and realize, maybe you're realizing, but the important thing is, I've been distracted by all my kids and all this stuff. The important thing is the foundational relationship with my spouse that started it all. If I lose the important relationship with the spouse that started it all, these kids that are distracting me from all of this stuff will not have a home to grow up in because I haven't been paying attention to the important things in my life. We get distracted. We get distracted. So I know we freak out about the import- the. The the, these things that are like the little chihuahuas, all right? But we need to focus on the important. So I'm going to give you four ways to do this. Okay? I always like to help. These are things that I'm working through. These are things that I am doing to try and get. Before I even go into the four things, am I preaching to anybody this morning? Is is anybody is anybody busy? Is anybody overwhelmed sometimes? And we're struggling. We don't understand why we keep we feel like we're on one of those hamster wheels. We just keep dealing with the same stuff over and over again. It's because the over and over stuff is the urgent things. And when we start dealing with the important things, it'll change the urgent things. There'll be less and less of them. Does that make sense? Here, here's the first one. The first one is, I need to set up, you need to set up, we need to set up artificial deadlines. Artificial deadlines. Here's what this means, okay? It means you set up, you, it means you lie to yourself, is what it means. All right? Set up artificial deadlines. What does that mean? It means it ain't real but you set it up anyway so for example I, I actually write these messages did you know that I write these messages it's, it's my job it's part of my job pretty big part of my job do you know when my message is due when my notes are due when they're due to be turned in here's the deadline you might not know this the deadline for these notes to be turned in is Sunday morning at 9 a.m. why is that because that's the first service Hello. It would be a little awkward if I got up here right after Katie and the band is singing. And I'm going, I just need a few more minutes. I'm almost done. Oh, that'll preach right there in a minute, right? My, the deadline is Sunday morning at 9 a.m., but I have made an artificial deadline of Wednesday afternoon. That's my artificial deadline. Why? Because preparing the message to speak is a very important thing in my life. So why would I put off a very important thing in my life till the very end? If it's important to you, and I know most of you don't probably prepare messages, okay But I guarantee you have something very important in your life that you need to take care of We all do So instead of taking that to the very absolute last minute, no, it's important to you It is a good thing in your life Bring that deadline up It's not to stress us out Here's what I've learned That artificial deadline that I brought closer and closer Wednesday, I'm trying to actually make it Tuesday afternoon But I can't seem to do it Um because if I can get this really important thing done first I have a whole lot more time to do things I love and I enjoy and add life to me Okay, that went over really well um, So I don't move the deadline closer to me to stress myself out Here's what I do. I move the deadline closer to me so I can the second one slow down I need to slow down let me just prophesy to you for a second. You need to slow down. We have this idea in the United States where we have to hurry, hurry, hurry. We are living in one of the busiest, most hurried times in the history of our nation. And, we, and it's because we judge success by more. We judge success by getting more stuff, by accomplishing more, by having more awards, more things, more, 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 more. Someone is successful in our American mindset. Someone is successful if they have more just more and so we try to get more but the crazy thing is the way we're trying to get more is we're so distracted because we go from this thing to that thing to that thing and our our phone beeps and it makes our watch beep And we're trying to think about this and that and this but then we can't because then the car behind us is beeping because our phone beeped and our watch beeped which reminded us that we weren't even well. we're driving oh the traffic light turned green oh I've been sitting here don't be that person get off your phone okay so we're we're distracted by all this stuff and we struggle even in concentrating on one thing at a time check this out there's this study came out Before the digital revolution, okay, before the digital revolution, which they say was the year 2007 when the iPhone came out, before the digital revolution, we had the attention span in the United States, we had the attention span of 12 seconds. You want to know how long that, watch this, watch this. How many felt like that was a freaking eternity? Did that Did that seem like, like some of you even like giggled? I heard you like, ah, I can't handle the silence, and you're twitching like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Fill the dead air! Fill the dead air! Twelve seconds. Twelve seconds. That was before the digital revolution. You know what it is? After 2018. 2018. The attention span of an American is eight seconds. Eight seconds, and you, you might say, you might say, oh, that's pretty good, Pastor Gray. It only dropped a third or something like that. If I was doing math, I might figure it out, but it, it ain't that ain't too bad. Okay, let me bring it into context. Did you know the concentration span of a goldfish is nine seconds? Y'all, we're losing to fish. Those are tr- those are real stats. Those are real numbers. We're so hurried and we're so distracted We are literally losing to goldfish Proverbs nineteen two says this enthusiasm without knowledge is no good, but haste makes mistakes It just makes mistakes. We have a daughter church in Italy um, Pastor Marco Palma is, is on staff here. He pastored that church there and uh, I was talking with one of our Italian guys uh, Gaetano, he actually spoke here one time and we were just talking about Different cultures and he said this he said and he's from Sicily. He's a straight-up Italian He married an American lady Sa- Sandra Sandra and uh, he said this he said, you know I just really don't understand the American culture. He said I've kind of got it down to this Americans live to work we, you, you live to work. Everything is about the job and the work and you think that in the work and getting more and obtaining more and having more that you'll find the beauty of God in the more. He said, and that's not, that's not how Italians do it. He said, you know, we have meals that last hours. He said, we enjoy people. We don't, we, we don't live to work. We work to live. Because we've discovered that the beauty of God is in people. And the beauty of God is in the world around us. And we Americans never have time to enjoy the beauty of God. Because they're always trying to find the beauty of God in the stuff that they get. And I was just like, oh, I am guilty. Anybody else guilty? You don't have to raise your hand. This is my day. This is my therapy session. By the way, this is a lot cheaper than paying somebody. So thank you for sitting here and enjoying this. Um Spend time, spend time. Another real quick, this is a quick survey and then we'll we'll move on. Um, They just did a very recent survey, came out in 2019, that the average American touches their cell phone, just like touch it to make sure it's there or whatever, 2,617 times a day. And you think about it, you're like, oh, I don't do that. Really? How many times do you reach down just to make sure it's in your pocket? Or you just touch it and say, oh, did it vibrate? Oh, no, it didn't. He was just joking with me. How many times? We spend over three hours a day on our cell phones. Now, some of you are looking at me like, what's the big deal? Here's the big deal. Don't complain that we don't have time. This is what God's telling me. Don't complain that you don't have time to do stuff. It's not that you don't have time to do stuff, it's a choice. And if we'll make some different choices now, I'm sorry, if Pastor Craig will make some different choices now in his life, He's going to have a better later. And I'm telling you, I want a better later. Was my past yesterday bad? No. But if there's better, come on. God said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. I, if, I, if there's more abundant life, I want it. Okay, here's the third one. Be ruthlessly selective in your yeses. Stop saying yes to everything. I don't think the problem is we're... People are in America where we struggle with commitment. I don't think that's true. I think we're just overcommitted. I think we overcommit to everything. We say, "Yeah, listen, if you have a free hour in your life, you don't have to fill it with somebody else's wishes." Okay. Um, we try to model this at South Point. We really do. There's people that ask for money all the time. There's ministries. There's all kinds of opportunities for us, but we purposely said yes. To some things because we want to see God's blessings in this house like never before they're gonna get this on the way out Is that right? You're gonna get this on the way out. Um, here's some numbers I'm just gonna show you some of the numbers that this just this is this is just 2019 these are things that we purposely said yes to and the numbers that go with it. You ready? Yeah The children that have been given the Bible the Word of God through donations to one hope we've given away 22,307 Bibles around the world we have raised $130,000 in vision offering for the community center. Through Hunger to Hope, we've helped feed 180 hungry kids right here in DeSoto County. Our daughter church in Italy was supported through gifts of this church. We paid his staff member and some other things that have gone there with trips and everything. $40,000 to a growing, vibrant church in Naples, Italy. We've sent $6,935 to bless ministries to outreach in Israel. We've spent tw- over $20,000 right here in DeSoto County in- through Servolution. Get this. We have given away. This one, this one makes me tear up a little bit, and I love it. We have given away outside these walls 20% of our annual income in 2019. Giving it away to bless people, touch people, change lives. Say, where's all the money go? I'll tell you where all the money goes. It, It goes to changing people's lives, to showing them the love of Jesus Christ will change everything we've had 743 people make decisions for jesus christ in 2019 that's awesome that is so awesome that is so amazing see the best leaders you can fill in the blank the best leaders do not do more the best leaders do more of what matters most of what matters most here's the fourth one and we'll close with this do first what matters most do first what matters most. Starting today, do first what matters most. So how do you classify what matters most? How do you classify? I'm gonna help you real quick. Oh, it's my kids. Nope. It's my spouse. Nope. It's my job. Nope. It's my finances. Nope. I'll answer it with a verse. Matthew 6:33. So above all, the most important thing, top priority. So above all, above everything else, above all the urgent stuff, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him, then all these less important things, what is that? That, Those are those urgent things. So all these little urgent things, all that stuff that has to be taken care of, listen, if you'll do God's kingdom first, all these other things will be given to you abundantly, abundantly. Let me give you a challenge. I thought about this, I prayed about this, and this is the challenge that I'm giving myself, okay? Sound fun? <laughs> Come on, I've got like two minutes left. Come on, does this sound fun? <laughs> okay. Here's the challenge. Yeah, maybe, I agree. Um, it's called a challenge for a reason. Because what I'm telling myself is I'm going all in for six months. And I'm going I'm to tell you what I'm going all in in, okay? I'm going all in. Some of these are you're going to say Oh, Craig, you already do that. I do. There's several of these that I already do. Um, But I want to get better. I want to do better now so I have a better later. Here's, go all in. What does that mean? For the next six months, that means that at the end of July, when we're getting ready to start school back again, school back again, we should be better than ever. We should have a better later because we're going all in today. Here it is. And this is, you have a blank space on the back of your notes, so write this down. I'm going to throw out these things and scriptures for them. I'm not reading the scriptures. This is just the challenge right here. For six months, I'm going to attend church every single Sunday. I'm going to attend church every single Sunday. Where's that? Hebrews ten twenty-five. I'm going to join a small group because I know that a small group builds me up and makes me a stronger man. It says in Proverbs that as iron sharpens iron, one man betters another. So what's the scripture? Acts two 46. I'm going to be in a small group. Bring your tithe into the storehouse. I already do this, but I'm, it's just a challenge It's part of growing in the faith. You say, what is tithe? Tithe is 10% of your income. You say, well, I can't afford 10%. Start with something. Here's the deal. Start with 3%, 5%. The key is, here's the challenge be consistent be be consistent just just be consistent well I can only do 2% great be consistent for 6 months and I'm telling you it'll change your life here's another one here's one I'm really struggling with take a Sabbath take a Sabbath you say well I take a day off a day off is not the same as a Sabbath it's not the same. In fact, Eugene Peterson, a great godly man, he just passed away in 2019. He was a pastor, author, just an amazing man. He said this, He talking about the Sabbath. He said, a day off, it's not a Sabbath. It's not a Sabbath. Just a day off is a bastard Sabbath. Okay, now, I know that word shocks me. He just cussed. Not if you're using the word properly, ladies and gentlemen, right? What he's saying was, a day off without having the Father in it it's just a day off. A Sabbath says I'm taking a day off and I'm putting the Father in it. We're we'll going about that. We're going to talk about that later on. Take a Sabbath. Here's the other one. Read the Bible. Six months, read the Bible. Say, well, I don't know where to start. Start in John. Well, I don't know where to start. Start in James. Even if it's only one verse a day, read the Bible. This is my challenge. I want to read the Word more. These are, this is what I'm doing. Six months, because I want to slow my life down now. So I can have a better later Because I'm telling you, Satan can't make you bad But he can make us busy And get us sidetracked Will Will you just bow your heads with me And let me pray for you Heavenly Father, I love you so much I thank you for your word I thank you that Man, you didn't create us To be so frantically busy Lord, the world has gotten a hold of all of us So Lord, I just ask that you help Each of us Be completely honest with ourselves. Don't just fall back into the same rut we've been in, the same busyness, the same routine. God, today, shake us up from the core of who we are. We're not questioning your love for us. We're not questioning our salvation. We're not questioning that. We're just saying, I want to hear more from you. I want to spend more time with you. I want to be different than everybody else on this planet. So, Father, I ask that you slow us down you help us see how much how many urgent things are really sucking the life out of us and let us begin paying attention to and walking in the important things seek first the kingdom of god and then all these other less important things will be added to us if you're still praying your eyes closed your head bowed you're here this morning and the challenge is cool but and you're going to do that but you don't you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ listen this is where it starts It starts right here. Why do we have 743 people in 2019 that gave their hearts to the Lord? Because it's a decision that we give the opportunity to every day, and it is the best decision of your life. Today, right where you're seated, I'm not going to call you down front. I'm not going to embarrass you, but you say today, I need Jesus Christ in my life. I cannot do this alone anymore. I need a Savior. That's me. Come on, put your hand up just right where you are. Say, that's me. I'm going to pray for you. Come on, you're not alone. Hold it up for a second. I'm gonna count.